Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Modern Model with Brandy and Salita. In today's episode, we are jumping into our Let's Talk series, Rise in Violence Against Asian Americans, especially throughout this pandemic. We are wanting to talk about this issue because the high rise of violence against Asians and hate crimes throughout the past year has hasn't been so great. It's been very hurtful personally, along with people in our local community. And this is something that we wanted to address on our platform to spread awareness. This is what we have read, what we have watched, and everything we are talking about is going to be based on our own research, just to let you know. Yes, yes. Starting us off with the statistical rise that we've seen uh, in this article, it's like the analysis of the police department statistics has revealed that the U.S. experienced a significant hike, hike in anti-Asian hate crimes last year across major cities. And this was a study done by uh, California State University in San Bernardino, and it examined hate crimes in 16 of America's largest cities, and it revealed that while these crimes in 2020 decreased overall by 7%, those targeting Asian people rose nearly 150%. So it's really like wild how, how much has increased. Yeah, I saw that article too. And a lot of people want to say that it's just the rise of people, you know, attacking elderly or just people having a bad day. And this is why they're going out and doing these things. But we all have to realize that the rise of Asian attacks specifically has, it's been so obvious since the pandemic started. And ever since a lot of people who have larger platforms started blaming Asians in general for the virus. Yeah, for sure. Um, It's interesting because we talked about this what was it, a few months, it was last year when we talked about it, when we started getting more into the lockdowns and everything. And then after certain things were, certain bars were lifted and then it was just kind of like, there was targeting of the Asian community basically as the, what is it, the source of everything. So that's what it was, it's, it's sad that we have to come back around and talk about it again because it's getting, it's getting worse. This was, this particular case I found was in San Francisco. It was a 75-year-old woman and 83-year-old man. And it's really upsetting. Basically, I think his, yeah, his last name is Jenkins. And basically, he was already involved in some type of physical altercation like 30 minutes before. And then he went on to attack the... 83-year-old man, like he just went up and assaulted him. And as he was being apprehended by a security guard, he also went and attacked the 75-year-old woman, which, and her name is Xiao Jianxie. She basically, she she had, they both had non-life-threatening injuries, but it was really upsetting just to see like her whole face, her family, I don't know how recent this is, but she wasn't able to see out of her left eye because of the injuries she had. And it's just really upsetting. I'm glad 
that people were so willing to donate and her GoFundMe got over, I think $900,000, but she's insisting like, and they said, and her family has said multiple times, she's insisted that they donated all to Asian communities and everything because that's a significant amount of money and just her selflessness after what she went through to wanna give back is just, and help others is like amazing to me. Yeah, that actually reminds me of another article that I came across last night. There was another man, he was just going out grocery shopping. This happened in San Francisco and probably either this last week or last weekend. And it was an elderly man and he, a random guy like walked up to him and just punched him in the face. And he was, he just got hospitalized just for getting groceries. So his daughter or whoever that was translating for him was saying something like, oh, he's just trying to have a more positive outlook given the situation that he's in because he was in a concentration camp, just trying to immigrate from, I believe Vietnam, it was a Vietnamese concentration camp. And he was in there for like 17 years. And so he's gone through a lot of worse conditions. And even after being beaten down, like he did, like he was just for getting groceries, it's just it, it sucks knowing that these people didn't do anything wrong and yet they're hurt and they are still the bigger person at the end of the day. You know, being on social media, depending on who your followers are and everything, like of talking about it and just seeing like that it's happening. And then there's like that point where it's like, um, what is it? It's because it's very hard for I guess the justice system to say, oh, this is a hate crime. So just seeing like the legal issues that are going on with these different cases, but it's just like, there's so many like that just seem to keep happening, which makes it very like distressing just because there are people that don't feel safe in something like in their own place, like just because of how they look. And, I, and that's what's really upsetting. There has been a lot of stop Asian hate rallies, specifically in larger areas like LA and New York. And this one in particular in LA, a man just drove across a side, like a crosswalk through the rally. And basically he was, I mean, thankfully no one, well, no one reported that they were injured, but the man who was there, he just drove over there and he basically yelled out racial slurs and uh let's see what he said he was like f china and he said the n-word so you know i was like wow it's just it's weird that you have that much hate to like try to put yourself out there and possibly kill someone just because of their ethnicity yeah I read that article and I was just kind of like, I don't know, for me, it's just, I don't understand the intention unless it was trying to, I don't know, maybe intimidate them mm -hmm. for like standing up for, I don't, I don't know, like I don't, basic human rights to like feel safe. So that's what's very annoying to me about that situation. I'm, I'm glad no one was hurt, but that was definitely something that was 
disturbing. Right. <laughs> but okay, so before we move on to another article, what what was your reaction about the the bigger um shots in Georgia? Yes, the one that was I think that was in Atlanta. Um that was very that was upsetting because when I first heard about it, I was like really well, I wasn't confused, I should say, but I was just kind of like trying to see what it was about because, you know, when people post on social media, it's just like a headline. So I'm like looking up, I'm like trying to figure out, okay, what's happening? And just to see that this man basically decided he was just going to go and kill people, innocent people that were in a salon, basically, because it was like a massage I think it was like a massage, uh, if that's the correct word, yeah. massage parlor, massage salon. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just some people say, oh, like it's not a hate crime in regards to what he did. But when yes. I also read that he went to three different Asian spas, like that specifically was targeting Asians. Yes. And yeah, and they released a whole list of all of the victims. And it's just so sad because most of these women are older women who, you know, are still working for their families. And like they could have, like they're close to even retirement in probably like five or 10 more years, but their children lost a mom or an aunt. And I even read something about how one of the women, her birthday was that day. And oh my goodness. their family was at home waiting for her to get like get back done from work. And their mom was actually in China at the time. And so I guess they were in a webcam and they never got like, she obviously didn't get to see her daughter. And that's just so sad. Yeah, that's that, that honestly, that whole thing was really upsetting. Cause I, I just, I remember because there was also a recording of this guy, like he basically, I think they said he was outside of the place for at least an hour, just waiting before he decided to go and do that. So I'm just thinking like, he, he, he had a motive, like, well, motive slash, like, he knew what he was going to do. Like, that was something that he was planning on going inside and doing. And I know they're still working on the case, but it, it's definitely like a targeted crime. I think they even found that he was posting stuff on social media too. And I mean, I understand like you can't, you can't uh, watch everyone and make sure that they're prevented from doing certain things, but it's just kind of like, where are the flags? Like <laughs> that you see that this person is like a risk like they're about to make a risky slash dangerous, hurtful thing to others or themselves. And I, I don't know, it was really, that was, that was really messed up. What's your, okay, here's the thing. I thought initially at first, I was kind of surprised that a lot of this was happening, especially in bigger, larger cities, because uh, historically there are more Asians in these, like obviously in California than there are 
you know, in countryside areas such as Arkansas. So you would think that people living over there are used to having a more diverse community. And why would they be targeting, you know, other races? And you would think that they're more educated on, on, you know, treating people more fairly, regardless of the color or what they look like. But someone else told me that it's not more about how educated you are in regards to the people that you live around. It's just that it's always been happening and it's just now being documented. And because they are seeing that other people are more willing to go out there and harm them, it it almost motivates those like people that are like them to go out and do the same. So that's why it's all happening. Yeah. I think I, I feel like that's that's such a big statement just because um, I, I, it, I was on LinkedIn and somebody had uh, posted something that happened to them in college and it was I only saw it because somebody I knew liked it and mm-hmm. it was like he was saying how he detailed how he was attacked when he was in college and then when he tried to report it, he didn't really get any like help. They kind of were just like, oh, you can't say that this is a hate crime or this, that, and the other. And he had to just move on from it. And he finally felt some security in coming out and speaking on it again. I should have, I wish I would have taken a picture of it, but, um, and it was on LinkedIn. And so that's why I was just like, wow, it's just you know, the amount of crimes that probably haven't been reported or amount of crimes that didn't make it to court. Um, Just that in general is really sad because that's a lot of just uh, internalizing the stuff that's happening to you and just thinking there's nothing's going to happen anyway. Like there's nothing that's going to be done anyway. So why, why go and say anything? Um, if like, I I saw this other uh, article, this happened in San Francisco too. And and that's what I was like, what you were saying too, I I guess maybe because there's so many people there, it's kind of like, you can get anyone there. So, you know, instead of having one type of person, there's like all types of people. So there are going to be people that are just like, not about, um, people looking different than them I don't know yeah I get what you're saying (laughs) yeah because I was like I don't understand that mindset just because I don't think like that but I guess other people that have these issues with other races Mm -hmm. and that's their reasoning but um these uh this happened I want to say when this happened a couple days ago where two Asian women were beaten and robbed in San Francisco. This was, uh, oh yeah, this was one day after the rallies were in the Bay Area. And that was, they were, uh, it was a 33 year old woman walking home from church with her friend who was 53. And three unknown men approached them from behind and one grabbed the 33 year old woman's purse. And they haven't released the names of the victims, but they said 
the man and woman struggled for the purse and a second suspect punched her in the face multiple times. And so when the older woman tried to grab the purse back, it caused her to fall to the ground. And it was just like, like he kicked her and it was just, um, it was a lot. And they then went and um, the, they jumped into their, they like tried to flee to their vehicle, the three suspects, they tried to flee to their vehicle. And the woman tried to grab them because they still had her purse. And they drove away, dragging the woman a short distance before she was knocked off the vehicle and hit the pavement. And thankfully, um, they had non-life-threatening injuries. But it's just cases like this where it's just like, you know, um, the police are like, okay, well, was this a random robbery or was this a targeted attack? But I'm just like, okay, at this time, it just seems like there's a lot of what ifs and oh well maybe it was this and it's just kind of like feel like yeah. they they knew what they who they were trying to get at right i don't see how hard it is to understand like it's just you can't say that this isn't targeted especially if there's so many crimes against a certain group in an area so it, yeah, it bothers me. And there's, you know, a lot of articles in New York, especially in New York, like there's just so many Asian people just doing nothing, walking, grabbing their errands or whatever, and people just slam them to the ground. They get punched. There was this one woman who was in a rally in New York with her little daughter. And this man came up to her grabbed her sign and I guess he started stomping and ripping it up and she asked him why did you do that and he went up to her then he punched her probably two times in front of his daughter and her daughter couldn't even say anything like she was just frozen until she got into the ambulance with her mom and that's whenever she started crying and that's just really sad like the man was just recorded and I don't know if he's caught yet but he just did that and walked away like it was no big deal. That's that's what I don't understand is how you can just, I, like for me, I just don't understand the audacity mm -hmm. to say your freedom, because that's freedom of speech, like being able to stand for something like that, that's freedom of speech. And yeah. so for you to say, basically, I don't agree with you, that doesn't matter, so I'm going to use violence as a way to I don't know stop it mm -hmm. that that's what really bothers me because I just don't understand how you even feel like you have that right to do that to someone like you just go up and attack somebody yeah I, I just don't understand that and I don't know I it's just like you said if you don't agree with what someone thinks how how is going up to hurt them going to change anything or have them come and be on your side. So it's, it's just weird at this time. I just don't know where everyone's mentality is at, at the moment. Like, obviously life isn't great right now, but it's like, where's the humanity in you? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Um, I think one thing that has been really good is a lot of people coming out 
to mm -hmm. say their stories. So then there's a bit of empowerment and other people that had that happen to them, but they suppressed it just because they were afraid or they didn't want to cause, I, I don't think it's trouble, but feel like they're causing trouble. Um, so they feel like enough, they feel like they can speak on it and their experiences. Um, I was watching this ABC story because I was just wanting to learn a little bit more about it. And just seeing like, I think his name was Jeremy Lin. He was a basketball player and him coming out with his experiences and saying how um, even on the court, like somebody felt comfortable to say something like, I think about the coronavirus in the game to him or um, just off court, like just everything he had to deal with. I'm just like, it's- Yeah, it's, it's like- that tells you that no matter whether you're Asian or not and how successful you are, there's still going to be people who are just going to hate you for how you look or where you came from. And it's just, but I'm glad, like you said, that a lot of this is being documented. People are being more outspoken about it because that mm -hmm. it gives, it raises awareness and it teaches other people that this is a problem. And you know, it brings all the good people together to help defend those that really need help. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that's a really good thing. Cause I, I just watching that too. I think the biggest uh, thing I took away from it is the way you can help is like to fight racism is like solidarity. And if you're in solidarity with each other, that helps um, in fighting that the root of where that comes from because that's a it's a strong thing like you know when you build something mm -hmm. on top of racism it's kind of like hard to rip that from under the pavement it's like rip that from underneath the roots and take that out but it's like if you're all together working together for this one cause of like you know just being good to each other which I, I don't know how that's so hard yeah but um I think that's the way to go and just also educating yourself of course for people that want to learn more about it because I'm constantly educating myself and seeing other ways you can help because I know there's a lot of um like I know there's like this place in Atlanta they're doing some things so you can uh, donate or just, I, I don't know, there's a lot of things you can do. <laughs> I think it's just funny though, how a lot of what's being documented are those who can't really defend themselves physically. So what I mean is these Asian people who are targeted, most of them are older and it's like, okay, so if you have the audacity to go up and hurt someone who's older or someone who can't fight back, there's something wrong with you because why can't you pick on somebody your own age? And it, I'm sure that people like my age or you know in their 20s have also like encountered racial times, like more racial times and like, whatever stuff in regards to the virus during this year but you don't see a lot of that documented like you don't see headlines covering oh this younger person was just beaten 
in comparison to all these other older people who some of them who can't even speak English, you know. So I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's what I'm seeing is a lot of people who can fight and hurt someone and they're attacking people who are very vulnerable and most likely can't even do anything back. Yes, I, I saw that this, um, they're calling it, uh, what is it? Um, if they are like charges like elder abuse, so they'll say like el elder abuse, but then the hate crime part is kind of like iffy, they don't know. Um, I know one of the cases they talked about in the, the um, show I was watching, it was this, he was an 84 year old man and he was a Thai immigrant. Mm -hmm. And he basically like, he took his daily walks and this 19 year old man decided to attack him and he attacked him and the man um, I think he was, I don't know if, I think he was in a coma or something and he wound up passing away. And there, uh, what did they say? They said, oh, his lawyer, basically, the 19-year-old's lawyer was saying that he couldn't have known that he was Asian because he was wearing a hat and a mask and that, you know, he just had like a break, like, I don't know, like a uh, what is it a teenage break is what he wanted to call it or something mm -hmm. um which I don't I don't understand that imagine <laughs> imagine being a lawyer for someone who's already guilty it's just, that's what I'm saying <laughs> like how do you defend that I would not want to be in that position I would look stupid I'd probably <laughs> just not even take the job yeah it's like um what am I supposed to say to defend you because at this point it's like and it was caught on camera so it's like there's no denying he attacked him mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like how how do you even defend that I think maybe the lawyer was confused too but who well, knows I just yeah he passed away you know yeah that was wow that's that's why I was really like upsetting because um you know, his, his family was talking about it. And it's just really sad because they lost a father and this kids lost a grandfather. So it's just really, it's sad. One thing I like saw uh, from it as well, they were like showing like, oh, federal prosecution of hate crimes. And this was like the fiscal year 2019 through June. They said there was 99 total 82 were not prosecuted, but 17 were prosecuted. So that just shows like what, what is even considered hate crime. Like, again, they were saying it's hard to prove a hate crime because I know there was this incident in New York, which there have been a lot of incidents in New York of assaults. They were like saying, well, they didn't say any racial slurs. So you know, I don't know if that's a hate crime, but I'm just like, look at this person's history because, you know, sometimes they show like a history of like, oh, they said this on social media and they just seem to like escalate and then they finally just did something. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like there's ways you can check to see if this person kind of had a issue against a certain group of people. A lot of this is actually being talked about internationally as well. 
because a lot of the articles that I have seen and have saw on the news here, like my parents, they watch Thai news as well. And like people in Thailand are talking about this stuff and about how like, oh, like Asians are being targeted in America right now. And like, even whenever things were happening with black people, they were talking about that too. So it's like, I don't know if it's just happening here. I highly doubt it's happening just here, but it's just escalated so fast in a year that we look funny. Oh yeah. World. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, I mean, the thing that's upsetting is like, who knows how much it's affected people because, you know, when they do surveys or they take like, there's like, oh, this is what's happening here. That's only who, who, I, who has been willing to say something about it, has come in to say something or give that data or it's just what is recorded in a report, a police report. It's not like, oh, this is everyone because some people don't speak about it. Some people just kind of wait and because of what happened to them, they, they feel scared to talk about it and it's not reported. And so that's, this is not everyone. Um, that's why when I was looking at this survey, it was um, like made, it was done by NYU and it was like the anti-Asian racism survey. And they were talking about discrimination experience since the start of the pandemic. And 34% said verbal, 24% uh, said workplace, they experienced workplace discrimination. 16% said they were coughed or spat on. 14% they were barred from an establishment. 13% is vandalism, 12% physical assault and another 12% is barred from transportation. And I don't wanna group humans or you know people into percentages. So yeah. for me, it's just like, that's people. Like, you know, these are people that are being disrespected and hurt, killed. So that's why it bothers me so much. Cause I'm just like, I hate looking at people as percentages but just to see that this is like what's happening to the groups of people that were in this survey just shows that this could be even more so in those that are not reported. There are obviously a lot of resources out there to help you report any incidents of hate crimes and just definitions and just to help you understand what hate crime is. So first you do wanna learn about what a hate crime is from the US Department of Justice. And for Asians specifically, there is a group called Asian Americans Advancing Justice, and there's a tool for reporting hate incidents. There are several different languages as well if you need something other than English. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of resources, um, reputable ones. <laughs> Make sure they're reputable to look up online. Um, yeah, but the ones you listed were really good because I've, I've seen those. That's why I was like trying to find like reputable ones, but I think those are really good. But you can also search for those, but I just think stay informed. <laughs> um, see what you can do to help. I, I just think that, you know, even if you can't monet monetarily 
right? Monetarily give. There's other ways that you can help out. So I just think that if we stick together, you know, like and show support for each other, um, there will be some eventual changes because this is, it's sad just to see another person that gets killed or injured or disrespected right. just because of race. Right. I mean, it's sad in general, you know, just to see someone regardless of their race to get hurt. Yes. But, um, you know, me, I obviously, I'm Asian American and reading about this stuff personally, it's just, even though it's not happening to me like that, it still hurts because it's like, in a way we're all connected and it just, it's painful to see that someone would do something to someone who's just so innocent and can't even fight back. So I don't know. It's just, I don't, it feels like a lot of truth is just coming out right now in regards to how people feel about each other. And, you know, there's the good and the bad, but we wanted to showcase and forecast a lot of what's happening on our platform as well, because we like to talk about what's important and help other people advance their knowledge in what they can do to be better people. Yeah, yeah. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Modern Model Podcast. And we will be back to our regular uh, streaming of Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Central uh, next week. So not this coming week, but next week. So that'll be on April 7th. But um, yeah, hopefully you guys were able to hear another perspective and you know other resources that you could use. We are on Spotify, we're on Apple, we are on Anchor and a few other platforms. And our Instagram is the Modern Model Pod. And we will be back <laughs> on April 7th um, at 9 p.m. Central.